Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. to hear God's words. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Jesus calls the first disciples. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. The grass withers and the flowers fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. This scripture passage is what scholars identify as a call narrative. They are all through the Bible. God calls Abraham, go to a land that I will show you. God calls Jeremiah, before you were born, I appointed you a prophet. Uh, On the Damascus Road, God calls Saul to be an apostle to the Gentiles. God, complete with angels, calls those Easter women, go to Galilee, I'll meet you there. Jesus calls disciples, come and follow me, he said. It's all pretty dramatic and pretty clear. When God calls someone, they, they almost never say, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Could you go over the details again? No, these call narratives, they are precise. So much so, it makes you wonder, does God do that anymore? It's all pretty dramatic. It's pretty clear. I will tell you, I love this story, but I've never had a call like that. It's never happened that way to me, so clear, so instantaneous, so verbal. I've never heard the voice of God like that. Maybe you have. It's different with everyone. We read this story. They just dropped their nets, and it was all clear what they were to do. It sort of makes you wonder, does God still do that? Well, let me tell you how I understand it. In the story, when they drop their nets, they're doing more than leaving their nets and their boats. They're doing more than leaving the family business behind. They're leaving the family worldview behind, the way they understood themselves and the world. Jesus is not inviting them just to take a trip. He's inviting them to see the world the way it really is, to see themselves 
the way they really are. They are journeying to a kingdom, the one that belongs to God. So one of the traditions that we observe here at Village, and I am very sad we're not able to observe this year, is every Mother's Day, we gather around this font or the font at our Antioch campus, and we celebrate baptism, often with children so young that they have no idea what is going on. But in baptism, we declare to them and to the world that these who are being baptized, they are part of God's family. They are God's children. And baptism not only declares that to be our truest identity, but baptism calls us to live like we know we are God's children. So in the movie, The Lion King, do you remember The Lion King? Simba is the son of Mufasa, the king of the jungle. Mufasa dies and Simba is grieving. In the midst of his despair, that crazy baboon Rafiki, I think that's his name, Rafiki tells Simba that Mufasa's actually still alive. Rafiki leads Simba to a pool of water and invites him to peer down into the pool. When Simba does, he says, you crazy baboon, that's not my father, that's just my reflection. Rafiki says, look harder. Look harder, you will see your father, for he lives in you. And then, like it's straight out of Jesus' baptism scene, a voice comes from the cloud, Simba, remember who you are. And everything changes then. I, I think Jesus, I think Jesus walks by that sea and he sees these fishermen and he says, I know you think you know who you are, but I know the truth of who you are. Come and follow me and let me show you that you are part of God's family. You are God's children, and I will show you how to live as part of God's family. I think our call begins when we remember or recognize who we really are. We are God's children. So, several summers ago, uh, Carol and I, we went to New York City to visit our son Nathan there, and while we were there, we went to a delightful play called Come From Away. You, you may have seen it. It was here in town in February. Come From Away is the story that occurs on September the 11th and in the days following after the attacks in the United States on that day, all of the airplanes were grounded, and as the planes emptied the skies, many planes and thousands of passengers from all over the world, they found their way to Gander, Newfoundland. It's a small town with a big airport. For days, the citizens of Gander welcomed the passengers from all over the world. It's a wonderful play, great music. You will laugh, you will cry. But one of the features of the play is that everyone in the cast plays multiple roles. 
The same person might be a school teacher from Gander, but also a passenger from somewhere in Europe. They don't do a lot of costume changes, so the acting challenge is to make sure the audience is clear, never confused about whether you're a shopkeeper from New Delhi or the librarian from Gander. They pull it off really well. What they don't want you to stop and think about is that behind all those roles, there's actually a real person who is none of those roles on stage. Uh, the woman who plays both Beverly as well as Annette, well, in her real life, her name is Rachel. Here's my point. We live multiple roles in our lives. We're children and parents. We're spouses and neighbors. We have jobs to do. We have roles we play in the community. But the call of Christ is to live in all of those roles as a follower of Jesus Christ, to be Christian in all that we do. You are called. You may not have ever heard a voice. I haven't. But you are called. Your call may include particular tasks or jobs to do. We'll talk about that next Sunday. But the first and most basic call is shared by all of us, and that is to be Christian, to trust the promise of our baptism, that we are part of God's family, and we are to live in every moment like we know we belong to God. So this calling involves the whole of your life, every aspect of your life. It can't, your call can't be splintered off into some spiritual silo. It involves every aspect of your life, and because that's the truth, it can be a little overwhelming. But there's something really helpful in this passage, and I want us to look at it again. It says, Jesus said, come and follow me, and I'm going to show you what your life is for. And it said, immediately they dropped their nets and they followed him. You know, that's what they did that day. They just dropped their nets. They didn't know yet everything that he would teach them. They didn't know yet all the deeds of power that he would perform. They did not yet know his capacity to see those that the rest of the world saw as invisible. They knew nothing of the cross or of the resurrection, and they did not know yet that he would call them to live toward his promised day. All of that they would discover later. All of that they would discover further down the journey. But they would lear have learned none of that if they hadn't dropped their nets today wasn't the biggest thing they did in their journey, but it was what was theirs to do on that day. You see, I, I think every day, every day there are opportunities for us to drop our nets, to take the next step in the journey, to follow along. Some days are big days, but most days not so much. It's still we're called to do what is ours to do today. Anne Lamott, she, she's a writer, and she reflected on being a mother. And she said, 
I've discovered that most of my parenting has happened when I thought I was doing something else. I thought I was just driving the car, but the little guy in the back seat, he was paying attention, and what I was actually doing was parenting. You think you're just talking about the neighbors or setting the table or shopping, but what you're really doing is parenting for your children are learning what you value, what you think is important. They're learning what it is to be a grown-up. She said, parenting happens when you think you're doing something else. Calling is like that. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ happens when you're doing whatever it is you're doing today. We are Christians while we work, while we invest, while we parent, even when we decide what we'll have for dinner. When we are spouses and friends and neighbors, we are Christians first. Everything we do is the stage on which our trust in Jesus Christ is displayed. It is the biggest thing in our lives. And often it happens in small gestures like dropping our nets. So a friend in this congregation she told me of something that happened a couple of months ago. She travels often for her work, and she has a car service that gets her from, uh, from her home to the airport and from the airport back to her home. Well, just as things were beginning to change a couple of months ago, she said someone from that car service called her and said, I am so sorry, but because of the threat of this virus, we are having to cancel all of our trips to and from the airport. Now, I, I know you've already made a deposit on a trip to take next week and will return and refund that deposit, and I apologize for this inconvenience. And my friend said, you know, why don't you just keep the deposit? I'm sure this is a hardship for all of you having to stop your work. Just keep the deposit and We'll resume when things are wise to do so. She said the person on the phone was quiet, and then she could tell she was crying. And the person on the phone said, I, I, I'm sorry for my emotion. She said, it's just, it's just everybody I've had to call today has yelled at me. They're disappointed and want to know how they're going to get to the airport, and they've been rude. I just... I just wasn't prepared for kindness. You think you're just talking on the phone, but what you're really doing is bearing witness to Jesus Christ. Everything we do is the stage on which we bear witness to our trust in Jesus Christ. So remember who you are. You are part of God's family. You are a child of God. Remember that. And then just do what is yours to do today. But remember, you're doing it as a child of God. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.